Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast Show. Today we got Will Meadows, Sarah Meadows, Kevin Delp, Melissa Delp, Ryan Pills, and Psychic Larry in the house. We sounded pretty good at that with you guys. That was like harmony. Harmonica. Harmonica. Speaking of harmonica, harmonica. <laughs> wow, what a segue. Right? Wasn't that great? Uh, Monica is our partner in Tantrum Con, and Sarah and her had an opportunity to go visit a cool place today, which we'll be talking about later in the episode. Sarah's ready. <laughs> she was on it. I was about to jump in and talk about it. But before oh, we get to all the fun stuff we're going to be talking about this episode, which is about Tantrum Con, uh, let's talk about some of the games we've been playing, and then we'll jump into some of the Kickstarters that are coming, and then we will absolutely talk about Tantrum Con 2024 later in this episode. All right, so let's start it out. What games have you guys gotten on the table this week? Well, Kevin and I got to play Star Trek Cryptic. This is from Funko Games, and it's sort of an escape room-style-esque game. Um, There's also an Indiana Jones version of Cryptic, and this one... Which we also played. Yes, we have played that. I should clarify that we have played one adventure in each box. Each box has, I believe, three scenarios in it. So we know all things about everything now. Sure. Perfect. (laughs) The Star Trek one is uh, you're on a starship and you're a cadet or ensign and things are going wrong and there's some mysteries and you have to figure out some stuff that's going on. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, the storyline, I am a Star Trek fan, so there was a lot of things in there that um, were kind of nostalgic and made references to other things. Uh, you don't have to have any outside knowledge of Star Trek to play the game. Yes, you do. I'm kidding. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is being very contrarian tonight. <laughs> um, Ryan's coming out. Whoa. That's right. <laughs> but... Um, I would put this at a kind of medium level. It wasn't too difficult, but it wasn't like super easy. I don't know. What's your opinion, Kevin? I would put this on like light medium, honestly, <laughs> because it's a very family weight. There, A lot of the puzzles aren't really puzzles. They're tracings and things, which are could be difficult, but it's not like, you know, a lot of escape room style games, you can't really progress unless you figure out like, how do I do this thing? Like, or how do I figure it out? And this one, you sort of, the game gives you, like, do this to progress. So I guess maybe that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so maybe, like, a level one unlock or exit. So kind of (laughs) entry level. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we enjoyed that one, and I'm looking forward to playing some more of the Star Trek and Indiana Jones. Yeah, so we played Indiana Jones one first, and it followed the first movie, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark, correct? That's the first one? Yes. And um, the best one. The uh, Star Trek, I didn't know what to expect because 
I was like, oh, are they going to follow one of the Star Trek movies or like what? No, it's just like a sort of like that world and it's sort of based on a Star Trek ship. And it was it was very interesting. So are there characters from the show in it? Do they reference them? It's Is just, it just m- totally more race like Vulcan? Like you need like you didn't need to know. But there's the Vulcans and the Romulans and things like that. Tell me about the art. Did they have the like IP licensing for spaceships or was it like yeah. hand-drawn no no it things? looked like tr- the tricorders and the ships and the and, and all that so cool. it, cool, it was, cool. did a good job speaking of star trek i got to play a, like, another i had like a segue. star trek themed weekend wow with my brother-in-law it was his birthday this month not this weekend but uh we had like a six or seven hour game day where we just played artemis which oh. is like a uh simulator yeah spaceship simulator and i got to be the fighter so i was like off doing my own thing (laughs) flying (laughs) fighters and stuff and then how many uh, people did you have playing it oh we had maybe seven people okay yeah it was pretty cool and then i had at gen con bought him a copy of star trek ascendancy and i'd seen this like four or five years ago i wanted to get it for him and now it was a little bit discounted, so I bought it for him. I was so excited. It's a 4X game. He likes, like, some 4X-type computer games. games. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he really likes Star Trek, so I was like, this will be right up his alley. And I was explaining it to him, and we were playing it. I was having a great time. I don't think anybody else was. <laughs> he, kept, <laughs> he kept having really bad die rolls, oh. and he got in this rut of just, like, hating what we were doing. Oh, no. And it was so heartbreaking. I was like... <laughs> I had this is the so perfect much gift. Pent up like expectation of you're gonna love this. This is the perfect gift for you. So thoughtful, and he just didn't like it. That, was, that is terrible. I was a little heartbroken. Oh, so you oh. kept it? No, I, I left it there. <laughs> but if he doesn't appreciate it, it might disappear from his house. <laughs> I'd, I'd compliment him on it and be like, "Oh, I heard you got a great game, but then you might want to play with me." And that's not my type of game, so I'm probably out. <laughs> Sarah and I have been playing games this week that make you fat. There have been exciting games. <laughs> Food-themed games. Oh, yeah. We played uh, Sweet Mess, which is, man, it's a long time coming. It has been a sweet mess. <laughs> Five years. Five years. We we got to play a prototype of this game. I got to play it for the first time at like Dice Tower. Yeah, five years ago. Uh, the publisher who was trying to bring it to Kickstarter had some missteps, and I don't know, there's all kinds of crazy story there. Never got it to backers. And then, who's publishing it? I actually should know this. Fantasia Games is bringing it to life. So they are, they've gone in, they've changed some of the art, they've improved some of the mechanics, they've changed uh, some of the components and things in the game. Still very similar experience, but new game, and it's coming to backers, not to Kickstarter. They are sending it out to the backers who originally backed this for a totally different company, and they're sending it out, and then they're also sending it to retail, I assume, shortly thereafter. We uh, we had reviewed the original, previewed, Kickstarter previewed the original version of the game way back when, and we're big fans of it. I mean, it's it's a solid, good game. And so they kindly enough sent us a copy, so we were playing this it this weekend with game. some friends. It is. It's kind of like... Splendor-ish, maybe? Um, you've got tokens, similar to Splendor, and you are trying to collect the right number of them to fulfill orders, but then it's got levels on top of that. I don't think I ever would have used Splendor to describe it. Okay, what parts about it being exactly like Splendor do you not disagree with? I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're gaining resources from a central board that has an interesting mechanic on how they refill. you When you take... Um, ingredients out of a bowl 
the and bowl. Those ingredients are poker chip things that look like they could be gems, but they're actually okay, just like sugar are... cubes. Well, so so it's the components that remind him of. Okay, splendor. I could see that. No, it's the exact same thing. You are trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a stash of cards being super contrarian. That, right, <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Uh, just like in Splendor, you have uh, types of cards that are worth differing amounts of abilities, and you will be trying to collect those by getting the ingredients from the bowls. And then, just like in Splendor, you can add to your board uh, resources that you get forever. So, like if I turn in a chocolate, I now have chocolate. If I use the special power or whatever, I now have chocolate on my. Counter. It's not called a counter. I don't remember what it's called. But you have like your own little kitchen area, and you can get a bunch of the resources so that it's easier for you to buy the future ones in the in the future. So what you're saying is you don't need this game since it's like Splendor, except that there's oh. levels. <laughs> oh. Tell us about the levels, Sarah. Okay. Um, there's a couple different um, a differing ability. Yeah, yeah. There's differing mechanics on how the board refills. So it's not just you're flipping over a card. In the supply, there are event cards that might come up. There are, um, and then when you take resources, like I was going to say before, the bowls will spill on the other bowls surrounding it. So you flip over the tile and it might be cherries in the bowl now, and the cherries are going to spill in all the surrounding bowls. And so the when you go to take ingredients, there might be two or three different types of ingredients, but you, there's not just a supply area that you can hold 10, like Splendor. You have to be able to hold the ingredients on your workbench. And so there are slots that the first column, they cannot match. They all have to be different. There's one section where they have to be grouped together like it would be containers of things. And then um, there are some wilds, so those are nice as well. So, but you are very limited in how you can hold the ingredients in your area. One of the cool things about the game is that it's very reliant. That's not a good word, but it employs well the game trays that every player gets. So this dashboard that you have as your kitchen has like perfect little slots that hold all your little ingredients on one side and your ongoing ingredients are in a different spot and they're all like the cool, I don't know what the word is for it, but the thing where you can like poke into the bottom corner. Yeah, tip it so that it's easy to get out. Like the game trays for it are really nice and add to the gaming experience. One of the coolest parts about the game is you also have this like oven timing mechanic. So at the bottom of your countertop, I really don't remember what the word is for that. It's called a bench. A bench. At the bottom of your bench, you have like uh, like four different slots. And so every time you finish, you get all the ingredients to make creme brulee. You put the creme brulee thing in your oven basically. And then wherever you slot it in at determines what bonus you get. And then each round, it's going to, like, move time-wise as it's completed in the oven. And then when you complete it, when it actually makes it to the end, that's when you get to redeem the victory points on it and claim the ribbons and all the cool things that give you a bunch of victory points that you actually will win with at the end of the game. Really neat stuff. I had a lot of fun with that one and look forward to more plays of it. It's, it's the type of game where there's a bunch of different strategies to it, too, because you can put them in the oven for a really short time and finish them faster or put them in longer and get better bonuses. So I think I won, but I don't think we quite played some of the rules entirely right. So it was hard to know if I was going to win every single time. One more game that we played that was delicious was Waffle Time. Waffle Time, yes. So Waffle Time is a pattern-building game where you are putting um, fresh fruit in little waffle squares 
on your board. So you have a board, your own player board that looks like a waffle, and there's cream and fresh fruit, and you will um, use a little central board and gain some ingredients off of it, and then you're going to add it to your waffle, and you're trying to match patterns for your specific game. So you'll pick a few cards to play with for your game, and everyone will get bonus points for... Um, completing those patterns and um, when you do you'll get these little cute little drops of syrup that mm-hmm. can go on top of your fruit and you'll get bonus points for them yeah they're like those acrylic beads but they're amber colored and they look really delicious on your board you have waffle whipped cream fruit of syrup and it looks really delicious and it was surprisingly uh i felt like i was being surprisingly strategic as i was building this out like it's a very lightweight delicious looking game but there's a lot of different ways to get points, and it was pretty neat. I enjoyed that one for sure. All right, I think we're going to take a moment to give a shout-out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Bezier Games. They have a game coming to Kickstarter very soon. It is a reprint of Cat in the Box, but a colossal version of Cat in the Box. And we'll be talking about this more in our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter Conniption! This episode will be talking about three games coming to crowdfunding during the end of August and beginning of September. 2023. Kevin, sort of feels like October. I'm, I'm with you. We're not October yet. <laughs> it's coming quick. Well, it was because my game was entitled Harvest. So I was oh, thinking sorry. October, but go ahead, Kevin. All right. September 5th, Isofarian Guard is coming back to crowdfunding. Uh, they're actually launching on GameFound on September 5th. This is from Sky Kingdom Games. It's a game for one to two players and it plays in about 45 minutes. It's an adventure style game, bag building, and it has um, a lot of really cool um, story audio, but like an audio story that you can like listen to from a company called Foreteller, which I think they do a lot of other like audio um, stuff. Ooh, they do Gloomhaven and Frosthaven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. voice talent, sound so, effects. It's yeah, it's, all all in it's there. pretty cool. It really immerses you in the, in the story of the game. The reprint is doing a rule set, re, uh, re, like refining of it. There's new books and resources, new actions. And if you already have Isofarian Guard, you can just purchase an update pack, which I think is pretty cool that they do that. So I do like update packs. I yeah. appreciate that a lot. So um, that is Isofarian Guard coming September 5th to GameFound. Melissa. So coming to Kickstarter on August 29th is... Colossal Cat in the Box from Bezier Games. This is a trick-taking game where the cards do not have a color. When you play them, you tell people what color they are. And then there's lots of things about trying to win a certain amount of tricks and placing your tokens onto certain places on the board to be able to get bonus points at the end of a round. Well, this version is taking the original game to the next level. We had a chance to play a prototype of this a few weeks ago, and the board is bigger. Your player pieces are big and chunky instead of tiny little uh, things. There is a a cat. I don't even think I can call it a miniature. A, a cat. toy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cat weight. A giant <laughs> a cat, if, if you know the cat in the box. Figurine. It, figurine yes you know that big black cat with the 
the white eyes that are kind of staring at you. You can have a large figurine of that now. Gameplay-wise, you have the basically the original game, except now the the tracks are longer because um, and kind of configured a little bit differently because there are two expansions included. One of them is the Doppler effect, and this actually makes some of the spaces two different numbers. So it's a one and a two, or a two and a three, four and a five, three and a four. So there's more options when you place your tokens, and it also makes uh, paradoxes less likely. So you have a little bit more flexibility when you play the Doppler effect. More likely to finish the game rather than getting cut off on the fifth round or whatever. Yeah, so so that might feel really good if you've gotten all your tricks. It does feel good. <laughs> <laughs> From personal experience. The other expansion is String Theory, and um, the numbers are kind of offset, and then there are little balls of string illustrations that are connecting multiple numbers. So your tokens that you're trying to get adjacent during the game, if they're adjacent to a ball of string, it is now adjacent to everything that string touches. So it also gives a little bit more flexibility in how you can place your tokens on the board and what is adjacent to each other. Um, We enjoyed playing both of these when we had a chance to play it. It colossal cat in the box. What what did Larry say during the? Uh, he said something along the lines of, "Now I can play with my grandma." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I can see the numbers. <laughs> the other one was a little small, and this one, while it is colossal, is not like too big. And when he first said it, I thought this is going to be like the version that you show off at conventions or something. It's a, a, a normal ticket to ride size box game. And it just felt fuller. I really didn't expect the game experience to be that much different. But when it is just a deck of cards and like a tiny board, it does feel like a smaller experience. And this felt to me like a bigger game, even though it was very, very similar. The expansions added some stuff to it, and I I really enjoyed the upgrade. So that is Colossal Cat in the Box, August 29th. And now we're going to Sarah. Coming August 29th also is Harvest from Keymaster Games. I already talked about this last week, but um, it will be going live right after this episode launches. So if you missed last week's, you can hear about it again. Uh, This is an older game that is being remastered by Keymaster. Um, It is one that Tasty Minstrel Games had published back in the day, and um, they have redeveloped um, it a little bit and streamlined some things. So this one... Uh, will feel similar, but it will um, be a little bit easier to learn. In this game, you are taking on the role of a farmer, and you are trying to grow crops and harvest them before the end of the game. Um, It's got an interesting mechanic uh, where you will use whatever card you've got to exchange with one out in the market, and that um, will determine, I believe, turn order, and you'll gain some benefits from the card, but whatever card you leave out there is available for other people. So um, that kind of reminded me a little bit of Raw, where you've you're bidding what you're bidding with is now available for other people, and then um, you will go to the um, town and gain some items or abilities, and then you will have your own little player board, kind of like Agricola style, um, growing your crops. So uh, they have some interesting, fun little wooden 
components of the crops and um, lots of tiles. This is a, a bigger weight game than they have published before. So I'm interested to get this one to the table. So that's Harvest from Keymaster. I'm interested in Tantrum Gone. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be real honest with you. Here's the story. We have not signed the final contract. It's as transparent as we can get. Uh, we are looking at a location. We've got some dates, though, and we definitely want to talk about some of the things that we are excited about that are coming with Tantrum Gone 2024. I don't even know which number convention is this. Do we I do know? have one question before we jump into that. What is it? Is Tantrum House launching a Kickstarter? In the beginning of September. Oh, should August. we talk about that one? <laughs> uh, sure. Real quick, three things that you should look out for the Kickstarter for Tantrum House. One is new promos. Woohoo. Gonna be great. Yep. I seen we, some art already for a couple of them. They look pretty yep. cool. So um, maybe we'll give a we'll give you a little shout out to some that we already know about. Flamecraft mm-hmm. promo and Are Blue- we a dragon? I can't tell you that yet. It's a <laughs> it's a shop. It's a dragon shop. And then the other one, shout out to Bezier Games, Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig promo. Mm-hmm. So, and then we have um, some historical promos. What do you call those, Sarah? Legacy. Legacy promos. Yes, there's a few left from previous uh, campaigns. And we're seeing we if we can talk to companies about some really popular ones and bringing those back too. Yeah. Uh, this possibility. And then uh, number three, um, roll and writes. What is this, Will? What's a roll and write? I, I think they're these cool games that everybody loved two years ago. <laughs> Hopefully everybody still loves them. Uh, we've been working on a couple in our non-existent spare time. And uh, we're going to have some print and play roll and writes available that we have either designed ourselves or that we've collaborated with other people on. And uh, it should be pretty neat. Some of them are are super fun. Uh, I've had an opportunity to play one of them a bunch that we didn't design, but that somebody else designed and is letting us include in the show. And all of these games are, I don't know if all of them, most of them are inspired by other games that are out there. So they might be add-ons to other games. They might be standalones. They might be, um, one of them is one that we have just entirely made ourselves. So if you want to see how the minds of Tantrum House roll and write designers work, Hopefully, hopefully that'll be a good representation. <laughs> then you can definitely check out our Kickstarter. We'll have those available for uh, like print and play download, and uh, they'll be you know real reasonable prices. But it'll give you guys an opportunity to show some love and support for us, and give us an opportunity to show you some of the yeah, fun like stuff. At least a hundred dollars or per print and play, right? Exactly. Per so download. Check out those per pledge download. goals. Help us hit those stretch goals. <laughs> uh, do we? I don't know if we have a date announced yet for it. No. So I was gonna say like end of coming August, soon. End of August, beginning of September. We don't have exact date. Yeah, we'll definitely be up there. But though. before our next episode, before our next episode, whoa, definitely listen for our next episode. It'll have all the details. It'll probably already We're not be live. Recording our next episode until September. Whoa, crazy! These crazy all episodes. Right, on to the good stuff. Tantrum Con. I mean, that was pretty good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we didn't used to have Tantrum Con and we talk about our Kickstarter for months and months? Every promo would get its own episode. I know. And now we're like, we want to game with everybody and all our friends. Yeah. So come to Tantrum Con. So back to that disclaimer from Will. Anything that we talk about on this episode is subject to change. <laughs> if it ends up totally wrong, then we'll just reset this episode. But very likely we will be shooting for, are we saying the dates? Here we go. The last week of January, January 25th through the 28th, 2024, uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And yes, we are back to four days of gaming. You heard that right. Four pretty full days. I think we're starting at like noon on Thursday, running through late on Sunday, 
afternoon. And uh, yeah, it'll be your opportunity to come play lots and lots of games with all the people from Tantrum House and all your friends. We just launched the Tantrum House Facebook page. I had it all set up. It was looking great. I was like, Tantrum Con Facebook event page. And I was like, oh, this will be good. I'll send it to everybody to get approval. Let me just click save. And then six seconds later, somebody liked it. And I was like, how are they liking my saved page? (laughs) Oh, I guess that was the publish button. It's live. Good job, everybody. Uh, Lots of people already saying they're coming. If you want to jump on there and have some fun and say hi to us, uh, that is where we'll be posting different events and special guests and things like that. It'll be a great chance to kind of get excited with everybody else that's going to be coming to the event. And we'll definitely have like locations and badge prices and all that good stuff on that page we as can well. say it most likely will be in charlotte yes i think there's like a 99 percent chance on that it's not going to be at the hotel that we were at also correct upwards and onward we on, have onwards, found onwards. a much bigger space and it's, but it's not the convention center correct okay so i that's all we can say well say a little bit sarah went and looked <laughs> at the venue today we won't say where it is exactly in charlotte. tell us some of the things that you saw thought had imaginations on give paint the picture for us so there is um, plenty of space for gamers. There is also plenty of smaller rooms for um, smaller type events. So like miniature painting, there's some great space for that. There's some space for RPGs. There's plenty of space for events like Learn to Play. And uh, we have uh, the hotel has looks like a great menu for turn meals. What about a what about our board game library? Is there a nice space for that? There is more space than we need for the board game library. Ooh, more games, great. So we have a lot of games coming. Tell us about the important things: lighting and carpet. So we got carpeted floors. We didn't opt for the convention center cement floor appearance and experience. That's something we're trying to avoid. Uh, we are looking for a place that has, you know. Fresh air and light and all those good things. Did we find that? Did you experience that today? I did experience all those things today. Yes. So the main large ballroom is very well lit. And so there will be good gaming happening in there. Um, There's also plenty of space for exhibitors and... um, Tall ceilings? Yeah, high ceilings. When we flip that table, are we going to hit the ceiling or do we got like Oh, no, you got plenty of space. (laughs) <laughs> good, good. High ceilings. All right. Love it. We are trying to lock in a lot of those details right now, immediately. Like we're literally f- hoping to finalize and sign contracts even this week so that we can get all that information out. Uh, once we do finally do that, that'll help us with determining everything, price of badges and, and the types of events that we can host. And so there's a long line and chain of events that need to happen in the very near future. But we are working quick and fast on that and trying to get it all locked in for you guys. Uh, if you want to go to tantrumcon.com, there's a place where you can put in your email address. That way, as soon as badges do go live, we can email you and, and notify you so that you'll be ready to go. Uh, like I said, go check out that event Facebook page as well, because we'll be posting pictures and all the fun stuff there as soon as we collect it as well. One of the things that I am excited about this year uh, for TantrumCon, this this is you guys' cue up. I need to hear all the things you're excited about in the next two minutes of this episode. Uh, One of the things that I think I'm going to do this year that I haven't done in the past, we've always done like a late night game on Friday, but I'm thinking I might just skip waking up in the morning and I might just like start doing full crazy evening plannings so we can do like Blood on the Clock Tower forever Thursday night and then do two rooms and a boom all night long on Saturday. And then Sunday, we'll pull in the werewolf and the whatever. I've got a game. I'm talking to you, Connor McGooey. Uh, Connor introduced me to a really cool game that he's working on that's a huge party game thing. 
And I'm hoping that whether it's published or printed or in prototype version, that we can play that one of the nights at TantrumCon as well. Uh, it's one of those you need 20 people to play types of games. So uh, I'm looking forward to some late night gaming at TantrumCon 2024. Kevin, what are you looking forward to? Oh, okay. Um, so uh, something that we were going to do last TantrumCon, it just didn't work out. But this TantrumCon, it looks like, based on pictures that Sarah took, we can do a magic show. Oh. Ooh, there is yes. a stage. That was one of the things at our last venue. There was not a really nice stage spot. And I, for magic, you unless you're doing walk around magic, which is totally cool. I love walk around, walk around magic. Um, where it like happens we in your hands. Found a secret stage. We found a secret That's stage. That's all we're gonna say. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to come see the magic show, you're gonna have to ask me about it. You'll need the secret password. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the hotel doesn't even have this stage on the map. It is so secret, <laughs> but it is the coolest stage I've seen in a while. It's a magic disappearing stage. Yes. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> Sarah Melissa, what are you guys going? What's what's exciting? What are you looking forward to? You can make up whatever you want now. We don't have to hold you to it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get some cool games in our hot games area. So, I mean, it, we're forward thinking. So what's going to be hot Ooh. in January? Well, whatever that February. Essen that no one can have access to is what's going to be. Yeah. So, will Sarah bring back some oh, hot it's stuff. It's so much for work to games. bring back the 50-pound bags from bring Essence. Bring extra bags. Worth it. But we will try our best <laughs> Make to Jonah bring... Make Jonah carry them. Yeah. There's too many. We all have to carry these bags. There's so many. You need extra suitcases? <laughs> extra suitcases. Don't ship them. You know what happens when you ship them. Gone. Destroyed. Yes. but Every year, the Dice Tower ships them, and they lose boxes. It's yeah. terrible. We carry them up flights and flights job, of stairs. We and guard them with our lives. Planes and automobiles <laughs> and everything else. Put air and tags we make on it them. back. It's true. Uh, Sarah, you have one? Um, I am looking forward to some of our tournament meals. I usually don't get to spend much time doing any tournament meals because I'm usually doing other things. Well, you just, we'll just trade places, Sarah. And I am. Looking forward to, I th- I'm hoping that we have one turn of mail specifically. And I'm really going to beg the publisher if they will do it because I think it will go really well. Will it be delicious? I don't even, actually, I don't even care about the food. The, <laughs> the game is so great that I'm actually looking forward to the game. The, the food um, is just a bonus. Very nice. Larry, how many tantrum cons have you been to? Many. Many. Have you been to all of them? No. No, no way. I think I missed. Maybe one. The first one. Well, that doesn't. Yeah. The first one doesn't count. It wasn't a tantrum con. Oh, yeah. Even though Will says it's a tantrum con. Oh, the library even though he put one. Pictures. I mean, you go yeah, look at the know. pictures and the titles of the pictures. It was a so. one day <laughs> event at a library, but it also had two hundred people. <laughs> so I've yeah. been to conventions that are smaller than that. So we'll still count <laughs> it. Like anyway, that's uh, for the history books. You yeah. went to the night or the nineteen hundred. The remember that one? Long time. <laughs> Uh, I think 2019 was the one so. in Spartanburg. Spartanburg. Yeah, that was we there. Were there. Cool. That was the first year. Um, I actually just attended that year. Um, so just hung out and played some games. And then I think 2020 was the first year we actually helped. The the best con of the of, of year. the whole oh yeah year of the year. That's right. The best and only. Knock it in. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're trying to do again this coming year. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> We're sneaking it in regardless, but hopefully there's no reason to sneak it in. <laughs> oh, that's true. Ryan? 
I'm just looking forward to enjoying the con. Last year we had a fresh baby, and uh, I was working on my final project for my Python I course. That, huh? So I I didn't get to do a whole lot of actual conning. So I'm looking forward to just just a regular con, low effort, whole extra day. You're gonna have so much fun in there. Ryan conning. Yeah, Ryan watch out. Conning. He might be conning you. Oh. <laughs> is that where we were going with that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. So as we said, we will have more information soon for you guys. Uh, but we are very excited. Thank you to everybody who has already like made comments on the Facebook page and, and, and as has asked about us at every convention we go to, people always ask, when, what are the days for TangibleCon? When are we coming? Uh, we're excited to finally be able to almost to be really close to having that information to share with you guys. And uh, man, we do look forward to the opportunity to play and have fun and really just hang out together. And hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this, then you'll be ready to go get your badge and come join us because I think it's going to be a great time. Thank you guys for listening again. And uh, yeah, be sure to go get on that page and send us your email address so we can let you know when the badges come out because we are ready for TangentCon 2024. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.